I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. First, you're going to tell me about this dying stuff. Sorry about that. What is a scientist? You caught me like I'm experimenting with science. It's like magic with electricity. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. The smartest scientists in the entire world all agree science is a liar sometimes. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. Those idiots don't know anything about science. It's science. I believe it's pronounced science. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. So I'm just experimenting with them? You be quiet. Thank you, scientists. <laughs> Under the guise of science, I'm Charles. Hey, I'm Chris. Yeah. Um, a little bit of technical difficulties getting out of the gate, but uh, we, at least for now it appears that everything's working. Um, it was funny you responded back with uh, when I texted you that I was having a little bit of difficulty. It's fine. I have a light bulb issue. And I was like, I wonder if that's code for he's having trouble coming up with ideas. <laughs> no light bulb situation is just fancy talk for my light bulb blew and i had to change it but it sounds better if you say it's a light bulb situation yeah. throwing situation at the end of things really yeah. really adds to the uh allure of what you're potentially referring to right and it's like all right i better give him some time he's having a light bulb situation don't don't rush him <laughs> he's probably up to his eyeballs and light bulbs or something <laughs> there's like you opened the door, you opened the door to your office, and it was just you could barely get it open. Like, what the f- cans? <laughs> was somebody drinking a lot in here yesterday? What is just all what? them light bulbs? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, did somebody home alone my office? Damn you, Edison. <laughs> yeah. He came back through time to get back at you. For... He heard what we were saying. Yeah. <laughs> it got back to me. It got about 140 years back to me. <laughs> it wasn't right away, but I got to it. It's in the ether, bro. He time traveled to prank me, though. Well played. Yeah. Well, we did that to him. Yeah, we're, game, respect, we're... game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were whispering... Whispering in his ear on his deathbed that everybody knows he's a fraud right. <laughs> and stole everything from Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we got to get him back. Yeah. V- very quickly, it's turning into a fucking 80s camp comedy movie. <laughs> just no, I'm a thinking, prank yeah, war. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We could play the time game where you just say after the show, I'm going to get in my time machine. I'm going to go back to do blah, blah, blah. And then it just happens. Like they would say, I'll hide the key here. And then boom, the key's in his hand. Because they already, you know. Yeah. And, and the, uh, <laughs> remember the garbage can. Remember the garbage can. Remember the garbage can. And yeah. then a dr- garbage can just falls out of the, <laughs> yeah. which, which technically, like, it seemed silly at the time. But they're like, all right, look how ridiculous time travel is as a concept. Right. That you could just say that. And there, it'll happen as long as off screen they had to go do it. But who's to say they didn't? I mean, it could, yeah. they could be 40 and go, oh, crap, I forgot. And then go do it then. <laughs> as long as it gets my, done eventually. <laughs> my favorite part of that movie, and or at least that any time that they were messing with Ted's dad in jail. 
to steal his keys. They call him and leave him a voicemail at home, and it's Bill just going, Hello, uh, Detective Logan, this is Deputy Van Halen down at the police station. (laughs) (laughs) Found your keys. Better come and get them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Deputy Van Halen, which I'm sure in Holland is not uncommon, but <laughs> right for San Dimas, California, not uh, There's not many Van <laughs> Deputy Van Halen, dude. <laughs> Deputy Van Halen sounds like oh man! Imagine they called uh, Sammy Hagar Deputy Van Halen. After we replaced David Lee Roth, like they didn't have the same <laughs> amount of respect for him. <laughs> like, all right, you're Deputy Van Halen at best. Featuring, right now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should have did that, like the Ramones or something. Just make them all have a Van Halen last name. They were already halfway there. Yeah. yeah David the, Lee Van Halen. Let's get two people to sign on. Yeah, Michael Van Halen. There we go. It's all done. Remember when they brought him back and then like a week after they brought him back, they remembered, oh, this is why we hate this guy. And they kicked him out and got another guy. Yeah, they they had him back. (laughs) They were in a room with him. For thirty seconds, and it was just him going, "Boozy da ba ba ba, scooty ba ba ba, ba do boo ba 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 ba," and like, "Oh fuck, that's right, he does this." Yeah, we, oh, that's right. <laughs> it's like all, all the albums were good, all the songs were good. Why did we ever get rid of this guy? That's why we got a second tour bus. It's funny. Like I remember as a kid. Hearing like David Lee Roth's like in between bullshit, like just before a solo was about to start during like a breakdown, him just saying like corny bullshit. Yeah. Like the uh, (laughs) in Hot for Teacher. The entire Hot for Teacher, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, I got my uh, pencil. Give me something to write on, man. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. Shut up. He's like, hey, fellow, fellow kids, like trying to relate. (laughs) And then the, uh, Come on, give us a break, Dave. <laughs> One break coming up. <laughs> Shit. Ugh. I don't remember what song that was, but I, I remember being amused by it as a, you know, eight to 10 or 11 year old and being like, oh man, what a fucking cornball. Yep. And, and that's why I like, don't, I don't, oh, sorry, go on. Being like, getting older and going, oh man, what a fucking cornball. And then, it it came all the way back around for me, and it's like, <laughs> all right, god damn it! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so dumb, it's so dumb. Like I'm 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 probably not laughing at it the way he intended, or maybe I am. I don't know. Yeah, you could be true. that maybe, far ahead of the game, but. right? Yeah, maybe it was all look how corny I am, but I don't know. That's why I don't care how talented Eddie is or was or whatever. I'm, I'm a no go on Van Halen. All right. Can't Fair do enough. It. Yeah. I did um the combination of having a music streaming service and uh not being allowed to go anywhere or talk to anybody for several months. Yeah. It was just like, all right, let's just every band. And <laughs> it, I went through all the David Lee Roth Van Halen stuff and it was like I half of it's kind of corny, but half of it's like, holy fuck, like I don't. Know, I 
I personally dig it. I definitely have way more respect for him than I did. Not that I ever was like, oh, these guys suck, but, you know. I just I guess hate I... happy shit. I don't know what it is. I can picture <laughs> Eddie Van Halen smiling as he does his little whittly, whittly, whittly. Like, fuck <laughs> out of here. I can't stand it. That's why I'm, I'm not a big uh, today is the day kick because I could just, he, he's just like biting the heads off rats and spitting as he's writing. Like, it, it's definitely just, <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy and growly and brutal and, and weird. And, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Today it's, is the day. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot, but it's very, very heavy, very heavy, very dark. All right, I'll uh, I'll give it a whirl. I know. Uh, I I remember. I never even. I probably heard the name Neurosis a handful of times, but didn't okay. know anything by him. And then that uh, sent that video out in the text group of them at Ozfest. And oh, the live version of uh, um, uh, Locust Star. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Yeah. Yeah that and i was like wow these guys are fucking heavy as fuck yeah and then i would like give an album or an album a listen and i'm just like i can't do any more today it's a lot <laughs> it's it's exhausting it is like, very very heavy depressing like yeah yeah like the music fucking kicks ass but it's just like it it, it really captures like like a mood it is it's very, yeah, very, very drab and bleak, right? Sounding. That's my playground. It's <laughs> <laughs> where I bathe. Yeah, I am. I think musically, I'm like a, I'm like a reptile. Like, um, I I am in the mood of what I am listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, if if it's. If I'm listening to something warm, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, this is a nice one. But if I'm listening, that's to something immediately that's... my mind went to how do you sun yourself with music? That's what I was thinking when you said reptile. <laughs> but okay, yeah, so throw on some, throw on some, some, some sublime and soak it up. And yeah, man, smoke two uh, joints before you smoke two joints, and it's a good day. Cheryl Crow, you know, uh, soak up the sun. Listen to that gotcha. one. A uh, little. Uh, was it vitamin C? Steal my sunshine. I could do a little okay. of that. A little, little walking on sunshine. That'll also okay. keep me uh, uh, black hole sun a little deceptive in that. It's it, yeah. it, it's got sun in it, but it, I should realize that the first word yeah, the black, is black. So that's the more important part. The black hole. They lean into the black hole part. They do. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, one song then. Expectations exceed reality. If you're going to listen to today's the day, just listen to the one song. And see how that goes and take okay. it from there. Yeah. Uh hopefully they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. If, if, okay. <laughs> just for anyone that's listening to this, if you don't like growly, screamy vocals, you're not gonna like this at all. So because that's all it is. <laughs> now are they like as far as vocals go, is it like because like, Pig Destroyer is just so ridiculous that like it doesn't put me into a dark place because it's right. I don't know what's going on most of the time. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of keeping up, but I don't know what any of the words are to any of the fucking songs. You uh, can pick up words to this. It's more he does a lot of vocal distortion, um, and like you know multiple tracks of his vocals where he's kind of like creepy whispering and then like 
screaming in the background, but he lowers that down and distorts it and puts it over his creepy whispering. So it oh, has like, nice. a, yeah, it's, it's so weird. And so, but right. yeah, it, it really like, I like that skin crawly shit. I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a skin crawly kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anytime you see skin and it tries to walk out of the room, you're like, nope. Hands and knees, skin. <laughs> you get down there, bro. We talked about this. <laughs> you know the rules. But you whisper it like, we talked about this, skin. <laughs> you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will <laughs> tell you what, you text me that again at some point, because I will yeah. forget it <laughs> Oh yeah, by yeah, tomorrow. No, totally. I will, I'll text it to you when I listen to this back and go, oh, fuck, that's right. I got texted to him. <laughs> Either that or I'll text you, by the way, I listened back and I just listened to the song. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for okay. not texting me. <laughs> <laughs> this portion of the show is for my sister to put on in her tattoo shop and then go, mm, not going to put that on again. So. <laughs> it's the one time. <laughs> Wait till it's crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Put a sign on the front that says walk-ins all day. <laughs> <laughs> that put it on loop. Yeah, and just get everybody upset. <laughs> um ham fisted segue. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say was... that so you know. Uh, Speaking of dudes <laughs> Yeah How does uh, I texted you the other day About I'm gonna ask you about cell phones And how they don't fucking How you don't get service Like how How can I rule out What areas suck to be Aside from not Being able to Get any internets on my phone Uh what is causing signal to disappear? Uh, and like the like, yeah, I don't know. Basically, uh, distance from tower, strength mm. of signal from tower, and any potential interference between you and the tower. If there's some other kind of you know, power lines, or who knows what else there could be. Like there's just a mountain, maybe things that are in the way of, of said signal that interfere with it somehow okay so strong electrical current can fuck with that the could, signal that could mess it up yep uh any anything else or it has to be another like something that's no. giving off some type of f- field for lack yeah of a it could be word. So, yeah other types of things that give off some kind of field yeah something like that is could there be. any truth to like yeah the, it's got to be the building every time i'm in the building it sucks it's it's not that it's the I guess not. Is there any truth to it? But it's not that it's in the. It's not the building necessarily. It's a place that's like running a lot of electricity and has a lot of other stuff like that going on. Yeah, inside. and it could be the you know the six thousand laptops that are running in the building and and all the chargers that they're plugged into and then everybody's cell phones and then all the other sensor equipment that are for the the doors, the automatic doors and shit. Like all, all that kind of shit is all different fields that are radiating out in different ways. And if there's certain wavelengths that happen to be uh, the right size and line up, they can interfere with each other. And what about like if a building has 
Wi-Fi in it, but you don't have the Wi-Fi. So now, could the Wi-Fi be fucking with the your 5G? Uh, I, I guess potentially. Typically, no, because that's just kind of one thing. Um, it, yeah, it, I guess it would have to be. I guess it depends how strong the signal is and stuff like that. I mean, it, your phone should, in theory, be able to to fish out which ones it, it's looking for based on frequency and and all that type of stuff. Um, but if there's other things interfering before it gets to your phone or something like that, like there could be weird dead spots. And I realize I do, I do have the, uh, the Louis CK joke to ground me in moments like that, where it's just the, uh, immediately complaining about, something that's essentially a miracle right yeah it's tower it's like, to space yeah and then back to tower to whatever yeah how quickly how quickly we are incensed by the universe when we can't get a fucking signal and his whole <laughs> the whole like i guess the punchline for back of a better way to put it was it's just just give it a second it's going yeah. to space would you give yeah. it a second not only is it going to space, but you're typing in some words. It's turning these words. Well, if you're doing a search, it has to go out and match up these words using whatever intelligence it has in the search with potential tags everywhere in the in the Internet. It's going all over the Internet to find this stuff like that fast that it's pulling. You, do you know how like, the Internet is just a, a network of computers? So it, it's checking all computers at the same time at that speed to bring it back. I mean, I know there's a, there's an index and there's a database and there's stuff like that to, to, uh, to speed the search up, but still it's pulling all of the information from everywhere and giving you, here's what I found in the blink of an eye. And it's converting it from human language into machine code and then back. And that's like, all that is going on too. Yeah. In, in under a second. Yeah. And that when your signal's good. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's no, yeah. As long as you're not in a dead spot. Yeah, as long as you're not hanging out by electricity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for clearing that up. Sure. So what 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 do I do? Can I bring a, would I bring like a Geiger meter to work and then just walk around it and see where the radiation's the lowest? That'd be cool. I don't know. I um, well, does, they probably do. You notice that like it works in some spots and not others, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, there's there's whole chunks in the parking lot of my job that I might as well just be yelling into a fucking soup can with a string wow. on the end of it. It's like I'm outside. I, I'm like that. That's my whole gripe with it. It's like I am outside. I'm not next to anything, and it's just right. terrible here. And I'm not near any mountains. But there might be some like crazy electricity underground that I don't know about. Maybe. Right? Or it could be like a weird spot with the triangulation, like right between two or three different towers where it's some kind of overlap and you're in a, you know, that whole interference pattern and you're in a spot where they interfere. I don't know. Where or, all the interference yeah. lies. Yeah, you could be standing on, on the wires that's bringing stuff in from the generator or something. Maybe. All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Maybe. 
Maybe maybe you're standing on uh maybe it's covered over but an ancient uh canal from a advanced civilization. Oh really? What do you mean? Well, Potentially, maybe there's some kind of canals system on uh, other planets, I hear. Which planets? Um, Mars in particular. Really? Not really, but if you ask Percival Lowell, he might tell you otherwise. Actually, surprise, let's bring him out. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome Percival Lowell to the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Percy. Percy. Long time listener, first time friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Sadly, he's been dead for over a century. Yeah, he, uh, egg. Otherwise, he definitely would have been on. I, I went into <laughs> anyone who would listen, it sounds like that, that was that was this guy's choir. <laughs> anyone who would listen. Uh, I've I, I was happy to hear that it wasn't all negative with him. Mm. He did throw a lot of shit against the walls, and some of it stuck. But, Absolutely. I think I we're going to talk about science. three guys today that had, there was some, some of their shit stuck. <laughs> I think two, two of the three, yes. <laughs> there's, there's one that both myself and the jury of me is out on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions with that other dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, here, you, you can start. I have a couple different things to interject with. Okay, <laughs> so Percival Lowell, Percy, Percy Lowe. He was uh, known, he was an astronomer. Um, he was known for various uh, observations, but some of the good stuff he did was he was one of the the key um i guess astronomers in the search for planet x which uh eventually led to the discovery of pluto but that happened after his death after his death but um that was uh, so he did have some positive contributions but i think what he's most known for is his ob- observations of mars he was uh well known for uh not only observing mars but proposing the existence of a network of canals on the planet's surface. Um, so yeah. the I if, uh, I don't know if you have this fact or not, but what got him, what got him interested in, like what re- was the uh, the Doc Brown banging his head on the sink uh, of putting the idea in his head of he read it in an Italian textbook or a lecture or something like that and it said mars uh had uh, had the word canale if we can get the italian accent out of the way early again uh but c-a-n-a-l-i <clears throat> which translates more to grooves okay like the groove in something where as canal implies the existence of intelligent life that put a canal there on purpose and he just read Canale and assumed, not knowing Italian, that uh, it was just the same exact thing as Canal in English. So he was like, oh, shit, this Italian dude is saying that there's canals on Mars that people built or a civilization built. Like, that's the leap he made 
and because it's in a book. So yeah, that that's all it took for him. That's all it took. Okay. It it was written down somewhere, not in his handwriting. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's fuck. <laughs> scientific method be damned. That's evidence for me. <laughs> Knowing full well that it was in another language. <laughs> oh jeez. And he didn't even translate it. <laughs> yes. And so and he was looking through like a shit telescope too. It was like you know, it got much better and we people were able to point out with newer telescopes, like, no, there's none of what you're saying is there. <laughs> at, at least not not you know to to that extent. But uh yeah. And what's crazy is like so his his uh observatory that he had uh was in Flagstaff of what would eventually become Arizona. And most observatories were right near whatever university paid for it. So you're even for back then, light pollution fucks with how well you can see something. And right. this wasn't near anything. So it was even prime placement of an observatory. Like there was there was no light pollution Nothing. to be had around him at that point in time. Like it was still so much of Arizona is still fucking desert. Imagine what it was True. 150 fucking years ago. Right. So he he had so much going for him. <laughs> yeah, close but no cigar, I guess. Because uh, so so he he said that it looked like canals constructed to channel water from the polar ice gaps ice caps to irrigate the Martian surface. Um, and it he saw these lines, and that was the, again whatever he read, and that. Uh, leap that he made from there not even saying maybe this is some kind of geological natural occurrence or anything like that he immediately went there's an intelligent civilization up there that built these has to be yeah like that's can you... what that is yeah <laughs> like picture the suez canal or, or uh, i don't know any, any canal here on earth if you're standing next to it like Eerie. the size yeah, yeah the Eerie Panama. Canal, sure Pick That's a, all the canals. What's your favorite I canal? <laughs> I, I, only, I only know three, apparently. <laughs> I think those are the big three. Those are the big three in the canal world. <laughs> those three get together, and they uh, they are uh, what is known colloquially as big canal. Anytime yeah. they like, who's who's pushing this agenda about getting boats through bodies of water quicker? It's big canal. We need more locks. It's yeah, it's all big canal. <laughs> Speaking of canals, you remember when the Suez Canal got jammed up and it shut business down and all that for a day or two? Yeah. Can you, like, if if I was the next boat captain through there, there is no way, I, like, I would have to just steer hard right. Just like <laughs> the next one. Do. <laughs> just back to back, just jam it right back up again. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to control myself. <laughs> and that's why they don't let people like us drive boats. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, they're lost. Fuck the supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if you did that and then 
Like you see like helicopter footage from above and you've just spray paint spray painted to fuck the supply chain right across the, the <laughs> deck. <Right. laughs> Premeditated. <laughs> just flipping double birds up in the air <laughs> doing the doing the jerk off gesture, just like eh. <laughs> You got the supply chain right here, bro. <laughs> yeah, but so those canals, like standing next to them, they're, they're fucking huge, right? They are, in fact. Yeah. However, from space, if you look at them, you can't see them at all. They're teeny tiny. So for us to be able to see these canals supposedly on Mars through a telescope, this, like, I can't even imagine the size that they would have to be for them to be visible through a canal. Like, that that's just... Yeah, that's got to be, like... Like, Mariana Trench-type shit. Yeah. Like, the width of, of a state, of one of the United... One of the states, like, the width of California, let's say. Which is actually Martian... Uh, Martian scientists prefer to use California as a unit of measurement. That's the standard, yeah. So when you convert uh, Martian uh, science to Earth science, you have to do the California to Manhattan conversion. Manhattan, yeah. There's a lot of Manhattans in a California. <laughs> There's a Manhattan beach. I mean, right off the bat. Oh, Why? What does Manhattan mean that you're stealing it for your beach? <laughs> that's another. I think that's another great title of a book for you. <laughs> but like, have have an angry you shaking your fist angrily <laughs> as the picture. <laughs> and just a list of stupid stuff like that that annoys yeah. me. That would, I think that would be better than like a biography. No one gives a shit about my life, but I think a, a list of stupid things that annoy me for no reason that could get some get some laughs out of people. On you know, we'll call bullet it, uh, points. Your biography. We'll call it. <laughs> I like it. An autobiography. <laughs> what was the sentence you said? <laughs> Uh, what does Manhattan mean that you're stealing it for your beach? (laughs) Right, California, right in. Let me know as a state. Put it on the ballot. Um, (laughs) But the also the I. So if they needed water somewhere. Like to ne- the the need for canals like that. If they needed water at the other end of those canals from their polar ice caps, the idea would be that they don't have enough water, and doesn't yeah. that usually come from like drying up? Yeah. Um. Yeah, all right. I guess I just shot my own idea in the foot. I was like, well, where's the oh. water that they're channeling through? It's like, yeah, it dried up. That's why Ice I need cap, the, yeah. yeah. But oh, I, but what but if it's if it's dry, if it's hot there, then 
I don't know. I don't know what well, I'm saying. Well, I, I think the ice cap still exists, but if you're, I don't know, if you're capable of digging canals that big, you have to be fairly advanced. I mean, either move closer to the ice cap, because it's not like there's oceans. I don't know. There, there's not like that in the way where this is the only land we can live on. It seems like it, unless there was more water at the time, but then why would you need said canals if that's what... I mean, we're, we're digging deep into this fake thing, but it, it did gain are we digging as deep, a lot of attention. Uh, are we digging as deep as they allegedly dug into the crust of Mars? Uh, mm. <laughs> I got to put some sound effect in there and post. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I could whip together a quick what up, but but up, what or something like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know, but th- there's a whole bunch of. If, if we could see them digging their canals, you'd think they would be able to kind of look out and go, "Hey, look at all that water," and look at at our planet. Well, maybe they did. Maybe that's why they headed here a hundred thousand years ago, three hundred thousand years ago, whenever it was. You mean why we headed here? Bump, bump, yeah. bump. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Percival Lowell was right all along. Uh, his other his other big uh, uh, planetary canal theory, which I looked up. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I have this open here. Why let me? Yeah, the Venus thing was after the Mars thing. Oh or no! Venus okay. thing. Other way around. So the Venus thing before he did the Mars thing with the Mars canals, uh, he was looking at Venus, and he saw canals on Venus. So this guy, he's just seeing canals everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but, and this. Again, it hasn't been proven because you can't really prove it because you don't have the exact uh, stuff he was... Uh, like the exact... What um, scenarios? Conditions. You can't recreate the same exact conditions that he created over 100 years ago looking up into it. But Venus can only be observed during the day. And so in order to observe it, he had to affect the aperture in the telescope in a certain way so it looked like he was able to see canals on Venus okay uh, with one big spot on one side of it and then uh, it is now theorized that given being what he did to make the telescope able to see the uh, Venus during the day uh, was actually making it like uh, an ophthalmology, a piece of ophthalmology equipment and was not seeing canals, but was seeing his own blood vessels from inside of his own eye reflecting inside of the telescope or being refracted inside of there. And you know, whichever uh, one came first, whether it was the Mars one and that, or the Venus one and then the Mars one, whatever the first one was confirmation bias for the second one. It's like, aha, see, there's a second planet that also so has so many canals. canals. <laughs> 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 uh, 
There's canals everywhere in the solar system. <laughs> Except here. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like he wasn't able to get like a really large push for like a bigger irrigation initiative. Because he apparently was very convincing. Yeah, it did it did uh get people talking, I guess. Back then, right? Like they were uh one of the things I watched was even saying that uh it's mentioned in and uh inspired some of uh War of the Worlds. The H. G. Wells oh, War no of shit. the Worlds. Because it was almost, it wasn't like necessarily accepted as fact, but it was it got around enough, like Look how flat Earth is, for example. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not real, but it got around enough so yeah. that people are talking about it and except All right, but he, he right he, he was he like came up with yeah. it. Right, but he, <laughs> he he was doing all this stupid stuff and poking around, but it led to War of the Worlds and it led to discovery of Pluto. So like he was barking up the wrong tree, but other people were like, hey, we should try barking up trees and found the right ones, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. Instead of, uh, this tree shouldn't be here, so we cut it down. And now the tree that's growing out of that stump has grown back. It's like, ah, see? We should be barking up this tree. It's like, no, we, we already cut that tree down. The earth is not flat. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's a different case. The yeah. old flat earth tree. <laughs> that's the we're, we are so reliant our technology that helps us run life is so reliant on the world being round and being a globe. Like when they say pilots don't factor they absolutely do. They factor all <laughs> of that stuff in all the time. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's like a blind spot. Bill Burr talks about it. There's a blind spot for radar due to the curvature of the Earth that your radar can't see paths where the. You know. But yeah, that's a whole. <laughs> that's that's a, a whole nother ball of wax. That's a whole. Uh, that's got its own dedicated chapter in your biography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could even do it. Find some more shit to debunk related to flat earth stuff and do another episode about that. That's always fun. Oh, man. A sequel episode? I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? If for nothing else that we don't have to look up a new thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm already angry about this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I seem to get angry about this, so let's let's keep going to that well. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, Percival Lowell. Not everything he said was crazy. Just most that. of it. Most of it. But is most everything? It is not. That's correct. Most everything is not everything. Everything is nothing. Mostly. I don't know why the recording stopped. Maybe my Wi-Fi signal dropped. So is the song with the dead aircraft. Tis the season, you know, my favorite Christmas carol is uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I always felt it had the nicest melody. Speaking of Emmanuel, here's Emmanuel Valeskdekach. 
He's uh, got theories on uh, Venus and Mars as they oh. pertain to the orbit. Over oh, three, over <laughs> oh, oh. three on his career. <laughs> big swings, though. Very big swings, but did not connect for the fences on every one of them. <laughs> But yeah, the the fun connection of I was like, yo, let's do uh let's do uh old old Pilo. And then you're like, I also found a maniac who feels strongly about Mars and Venus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, apparently <laughs> this this is a thing people do. And I mean, crackpot. I know is is not a a term that we can just throw around lightly these days for some reason. But uh, it's these are kind of crackpot theories. I think to kind of like like wait a minute, what if like this guy said he and he, he has a he had a book published. So I mean, these ideas got through an editor, through some kind of publishing house. A dish, distribution company all that and was like a bunch of people along the way were like yeah no this looks good um so one of his main theories was that venus was originally a comet ejected from jupiter and interacted with mars and earth in catastrophic ways these things of you know over time it, it uh the planets pass near each other and and stuff like that is uh, a bunch of, of his ideas like Jupiter didn't like how Mars and Earth were inter- interacting with each other, and was like, "Hey!" And threw yeah. Venus at them to kind of get them to behave. Through a co- yeah, where, where is Jupiter getting comets to eject in the first place? <laughs> That's doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was like the comets are the can of pennies, and it's trying to get the pets of Earth and Mars to behave. So just th- <laughs> <laughs> throws it near them to startle them both right <laughs> Get a good shake out of them and but but also venus is i think if not the same size as earth damn close to the, the size of earth it's way bigger than mars it's it's you know but pretty much uh, as close to earth size as as anything else that we've seen oh right Mer- mercury is the first one mercury is kind of small but venus yeah, mercury is... is little right 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 okay i had those out of order so I don't know Jupiter. I didn't have the matter of order. I forgot Mercury existed. <laughs> <laughs> my, my very. Well, she's just walking in, just very excellent mothers. <laughs> but a lot of his ideas came from interpreting ancient texts, pulling things from the Bible. Um, reading things in textbooks that kind of aligned with what he already had in mind. So again, it's kind of like looking through text to find things that support. It it was the original do your own research, bro. That's what this guy was. (laughs) He had an idea for a book and he did his own research and and found stuff to support what he was saying. Oh man. What's even better is because this guy sold copies of this book. Yeah. And got dropped by his original publisher, and then another another publisher picked it up. Which means, if Twitter was around when this dude's book was popping, there would be people like lampooning Carl Sagan, 
like saying that he's full of shit and he's pompous asshole and doesn't know what he's talking about. And, and then pointing like, to this. Yeah. And then uh hashtag Emmanuel was right. You know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I worry a segment of the population doesn't pick up on stuff like this and run with it. It's like, ah, this was dead and buried. Now you're going to bring it back up because you think that the government's lying to us. Big, uh, big Venus is trying to bury the truth. <laughs> <laughs> big Venus is a strip club, if I'm not mistaken. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's in Atlanta. <laughs> it's it's Val Venus's strip club that he opened up. <laughs> it's just him. He's the only dancer. <laughs> and instead of a bell or a chime, when you walk through the automatic door, instead of it going clink, 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 it just goes, hello, ladies. <laughs> Every single person that walks through the fucking door. Oh, <laughs> uh, that DJ must want to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Val Venus, if you're listening, uh, we'll help secure some investors if you want to get this thing going. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> By secure some investors, we mean scrape together what we have <laughs> and you do the rest. <laughs> you know something, ladies? <laughs> the big Valboski is a lot like trying to open up your own strip club. Once you start thinking about it, it'll keep you up all night long. <laughs> as long as you end it all night long. That's so all it, be this yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. Uh, Venus, big Venus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he just, this guy, Emmanuel Velikovsky, he just proposed that... Um, planets that were interfering with each other these various uh led to various catastrophic events he proposed um a revisionist chronology of human history based on the catastrophic events is the sentence that i have here um so basically it's just you know bullshit timelines in history uh saying that whatever we had established that looking at rocks and doing all that kind of stuff that we've been doing. He said, no, 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 no. The Bible says blah, blah, blah. And that's why I think that Jupiter threw Venus at us and that kind of, so it was again, pseudoscience going against actual scientific theory, not anywhere close to the scientific method and uh, still managed to get a book published, still managed to get through an editor distribution company all that shit yeah it's if 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 you don't (laughs) can you cite your references you're looking at them bro yeah oh (laughs) all right (laughs) um have you heard of the bible that's what he he went with one of my favorite things that popped up in reading about him was uh by realigning things he was like oh uh, you know actually it turns out uh, between fourteen, the fourteenth century BC and the eleventh century BC, uh, there was. It turns out there was a Mediterranean Dark Age, which, not for nothing, sounds like one of those very high concept but very impractical sex positions. <laughs> okay, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, 
why don't you come back to my house and give you the old Mediterranean dark age? Like, Whoa, <laughs> try that okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to treat it. <laughs> I don't have the core strength for that. <laughs> I don't have the core strength or the olives budget to pull that fucking move off. <laughs> you do need a lot of olives. <laughs> At least a pallet. <laughs> I, I can't get that together on this short notice. <laughs> yeah, so it his his theory about like it was taking one idea and then trying to rewrite everything else around that one idea. Yeah. Like with tuning any instrument, any stringed instrument. That's like, instead of, cool, I have this tuner that will tell me exactly what it is. It's like, nope, I'm going to use this string in the middle now, and now I'm going to tune everything else off of that. And it's like, now this all sounds right. It's like, yeah, because you changed everything around it to the one thing you're trying to not change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it all I, sounds right. Right, now, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you realigned everything else that was you know working forever. <laughs> yeah. And I, I he he might have been the original controversy creates cash kind of saw an opportunity to to put out some bullshit and sell some books. Well, so he got at, at least according to his Wikipedia page, he was able to get Einstein to help him publish something. Oh wow. I can't find the thing now. For the record, it did say something like, you know, and he uh like the equivalent of he and he also approached Einstein to get him to help do this thing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so, Einstein was like, no autographs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Einstein was like, I love science fiction, sure. <laughs> he approached Einstein and Einstein was like, I don't need you to talk when you hand me a towel in the bathroom, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take my my dollar. <laughs> but one of the uh in the the main book that he got printed like the worlds in collision yeah that's his that's his bread and butter yeah i love so the book has like the log line or the or the the subtitle uh worlds in collision quote the book about the day the sun stood still. What? <laughs> By nineteen fifty, we know how things work. <laughs> By nineteen fifty, we're already sure everything's moving all the time, regardless, right? Right. Yeah. Like the Big Bang theory is already at least oh, yeah, yeah, proposed, yeah, yeah. if not necessarily agreed upon. But yeah, nineteen fifty yeah, we're past general relativity. We yeah, we know about uh stuff moving away from us yeah what does the sun standing still and then also being being phrased as though it's a sci-fi movie from the fucking 50s like what what how does that i don't get what that has to do with the book the world's in collision thing yeah because because he was saying aside from the sun standing still um he was saying that there was various interaction between the planets and the solar system before everything settled down to where it is now 
and there were catastrophic events from these close interplay between the the uh, different heavenly bodies. Okay, which he just completely made up. None of it. <laughs> none of it is based on anything except him cherry picking <laughs> sentences here and there in ancient texts. Him cherry picking sentences. Words, sometimes even individual letters. <laughs> yep. To make this it letter say... was in a book. <laughs> <laughs> and this book also featured the word science. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be true. This, yep. <laughs> this is based in scientific text. That's all. Uh, the main thing that the book proposes is that... Uh, as we said, Venus was ejected from Jupiter as a comet passed near Earth. Though they did not actually collide. And then 52 years later, it made a close approach, stopping the Earth's rotation while causing more catastrophes. Maybe that's what it means by the sun stood still. Oh, maybe because it stopped the Earth's rotation. Okay. All right. All right. Well, at least we get the title. We're getting closer. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. At least yeah, he's, he's not completely insulting everyone's intelligence. Sounds like he's got a sun flare for the dramatic. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the Earth started moving again. If it, if it halted the Earth's rotation, what made uh... it start going? <laughs> Stopping the Earth's rotation for a while. And causing more catastrophes. Then, uh, in the 8th and 7th centuries BC, Mars, itself displaced by Venus, made a close approach to the Earth. This caused a new round of disturbances and disasters. After that, the current celestial order was established. The courses of the planet stabilized over the centuries, and Venus gradually became a, quote, normal planet. (laughs) <laughs> Venus settled down. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being so disruptive. Became, became a normal planet. It found its own orbit. I love the idea of so is he accepting the age of the like the currently agreed upon age of the universe at that point? Yeah. It sounds like like a lot of the stuff that was pretty um pretty solid when it came to being backed in evidence or at least in solid theory. It sounded like he was cool with that. But then the the gaps in between where there was some, I guess, misunderstanding or r- wiggle room, I guess is a better way to put it. He he wiggled hard. That's what he was doing. <laughs> he, was, he was a big wiggle. He was a big wiggle. He was a wiggler. Uh, <laughs> he was a wiggler. Uh, the, like, even with geological records... Like something like the planet holding still for a while would have drastic repercussions to both the heated side and the non-heated side. Oh yeah, no, I, I and what does he mean by a while? Like, is it the biblical while, which could be anywhere from a day to seven billion years, or yeah, I don't, I don't know what halting the the rotation of the earth would actually yeah it, it would be I, I really catastrophic i think it would be like you know really setting life back big time catastrophic 
Yeah. Like all Just the... imagine if you're on the side where it's noon all the time. Good luck going to sleep. Just that alone. As I know we have houses <laughs> and shit like that, but whenever back then they didn't have, you know, being a, a, a bird or something like that. Like just from, from the bottom up, fucking up the food chain. Even not to mention the, just the direct heat. Like if yeah. if it's like a month or two of direct sunlight nonstop, yeah, everything's gonna be on fire. Heat on the hot side, freezing on the cold side, and awful storms where they meet. Oh, that's right. Yep. The storms along the equator. I forgot that came up at some yeah. point. But yeah, that's always everyone's answer. Well, I'll just stay in the part where it's. Yeah, where it's fucking, where it's Hurricane Katrina seven days a week. Right. You're just living it. You're just waiting for the next one. Like, today is a nice day. It's coming. <laughs> you get ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Hurricane Katrina, you can see her at the Big Venus, Val Venus' strip club seven nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where the hell was I? <laughs> Not where was I going with that? Because that's as far as I was going with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> where was I going with three sentences ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, Wikipedia has the. It has a couple of bullet points, according to that theory. Uh, after this stuff. Moved everything around, and the Earth held silver a little bit. Uh, and then Venus eventually becomes a normal planet. Uh, these events led to several key statements. Number one, Venus must still be very hot, as young planets radiate heat, which just sounds like a gross sentence about somebody who's into planets. Um, yeah, young. Um, <laughs> creep. Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Venus must be rich in petroleum and hydrocarbon gases and Venus has an abnormal orbit in consequence of the unusual disasters stemming from its planetary origins which I guess is he's implying that there's like some type of childhood trauma in planets if that's what I'm I guess. I guess yeah he's uh, he's over <laughs> he's just <laughs> swinging wildly and missing <laughs> uh, he then Suggested some additional ideas, uh, including one: Jupiter emits radio noises. <laughs> I mean, stuff that shows up on radio frequencies. Like, yeah, I can kind of get that. Um, but these may or may not get more or less ridiculous. You can. <laughs> uh, the magnetosphere of the Earth reaches at least up to the Moon. At least up to the moon. At least. So is that... I don't think it does. Yeah, that didn't sound right. Yeah. I don't think it goes that far. But that I, I may be mistaken on, but I don't think so. That sounds too far. Uh, the sun has an electrical potential of approximately 10 to the 19th magnitude volts. Did I say that phrase right, first of all? Uh, probably you probably said it right, but it sounds like we're uh, routing some uh, routing through the mainframe, <laughs> routing through the <laughs> firewall to get to the mainframe there. But the 
just to check the math here, so 10 to the 19th magnitude is just 10 with 19 zeros at the end, or... If that's what he's saying, 10 to the 19, yeah. yeah it's well, ten... it's a 1 with, with 19 zeros after it. Okay, yeah, so then it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's ten with the little nineteen as the. But I don't know uh, what he means by electric potential. Like, I mean, it has an, a heliosphere. Like we, we've talked about that. Um, there, there is. Uh, electric potential defined as the amount of work energy needed per unit of electric charge. Uh, to move the charge from a reference point to a specific point in an electrical field. Oh. Uh, again, I. It it sounds as convincing as the rerouting server and mainframe, right? <laughs> it could be words, but I don't know those words, <laughs> right? And the, the the number, it seems like he just kind of said something, picked a big <laughs> number, and went with that. Ten to the twentieth. No, they'll see right through it. Right. Ten to the nineteenth. Oh. <laughs> You sly dog, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never catch on to that. <laughs> right to the top of the bestseller list. <laughs> oh, and the last one. The rotation of the Earth can be affected by electromagnetic fields. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it can't. I think the, ro- the rotation is part of why we... Well, it's the, uh, the convection, but... Uh, there's there's some horizontal activity to the rotation and the the liquid iron that's in there in the core that causes the electric field. So it's not the other way around. Right. It's not being affected by. Yeah. Yeah. Had had that been uh, the rotation or the electromagnetic field of the Earth can be affected by the rotation. Right. Like if exactly. if, if they swap those two nouns in there. It would be a. Imagine, be legit. It sound imagine legit. he wrote wrote out his idea. Well, no, this lends credence to our theory that he took several words from books. Maybe he just cut words out of individual books and just shook them out <laughs> on the floor. But there was he like, put it together like a ransom note. And yeah. that was <laughs> sent <laughs> exactly. to the to the editor. <laughs> and the editor fucked it up. He actually got one right. <laughs> it was a very drafty night when the editor was trying to lay the fucking words out. <laughs> yeah, that, that sentence got blown around and he, he got everything else. It made sense, but these nouns could go in either order. <laughs> he flipped a coin and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he told him he was like Emmanuel, I'm so sorry. There was a draft. It blew all the letters. I got them all back in, but I wasn't sure about the nouns. I don't know if I put the nouns in the right order. And Emmanuel was like, I don't worry. The whole book is bullshit. <laughs> they both went on to to make some money. I don't know if I put these nouns in the right order. He's like, Well, I didn't put any of them in the right order. <laughs> Did you see what I sent you? Was, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. If they notice, if they notice that it's not in the right order, we got bigger problems. <laughs> Did you not read? You told me you read it, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he got a. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he got fucking 
lit up by Carl Sagan. Oh, really? Yeah, like they uh, they debated it at some point, but he wrote Ooh. that uh, Velikovsky misunderstood the mechanism for the heat on Venus uh, and that he did not understand the greenhouse effect caused by Venus's atmosphere. Uh, ultimately, Venus is hot due to its proximity to the sun. Uh, and then Sagan said, number one, temperature was never specified by Velikovsky. Uh, mechanism proposed for f- providing this temperature is grossly inadequate, and the surface of the planet does not cool off with time as advertised. And number four, uh, the idea of a high surface temperature w- was published in the dominant astronomical journal of its time and with an essentially correct argument 10 years before worlds in collision even came out. <laughs> oh man. I wish they had YouTube recordings of that shit. Cause Sagan was probably just like, not even mean about how brutal he was, but like brought in a blanket and was just like, and here's how heat works. And so if you, <laughs> you see, if I lay out the blanket on top here, the heat can't escape. So his ideas about how Venus can lose heat overnight are completely unfounded. If you notice here, like you know, that kind of shit, where it's just like a kindergartner can follow it. Yeah, and have the and have a fucking Mister Rogers smile the whole time that he's fucking doing <laughs> right? it. Yeah, because he was high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything was everything is awesome. <laughs> Um, uh, his criticism is abs- actually published in Scientists Confront Velikovsky, which I know sounds like a Norm MacDonald punchline. <laughs> it sounds like a cover album for a punk band or something like that, like a whole bunch of other bands doing a tribute song. <laughs> Scientists. Velikovsky is is the band that they're all covering. Right, right. And then it's quote scientists confront Velikovsky. <laughs> oh man, the more I'm, now I'm picturing that interaction with Einstein where like Borat going up to uh, Harrison Ford, not Borat, Bruno going yeah. up to Harrison Ford. It's like Albert Einstein, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> and that made it to Wikipedia. <laughs> well, it spoke once. That's how it went. <laughs> Excuse me, Albert. Fuck off. <laughs> we met technically. That goes in the forward. <laughs> it's like in a. Super bad when McLovin's like, Oh, yeah, I told her what time it was. <laughs> the crowd turns yeah, and looks yeah. at him and goes, Uh, it's it's quarter to ten, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, the actual time. Man, that guy was a dick. Yep. <laughs> Speaking uh, of dicks, yeah, I think it's time to move on. This, this is the best one, it's the <laughs> Wilhelm Reich. Or Rach. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Willie. Uh, Big Willie. How, how funny this dude's name is Willie. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Big Willie, the Australian, or the Austrian, sorry, not Australian, Austrian psychoanalyst. Um, so he was not a physicist like the other ones that we've been talking about. He was uh, in the... Uh, 
psychiatry field, uh, psychology and psychiatry. He was, was a he, was he a, he wasn't a physicist either, right? He was a, uh, nope, I don't have a good joke here. Never mind. Pulling out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a colleague <laughs> of Sigmund Freud. So he was, he was one of those types. Um, except he was, uh, it says here he aligned himself with Sigmund Freud, but later developed his own theories that deviated significantly from mainstream <laughs> psychoanalysis. <laughs> Significant. Yeah, so he took a hard left. Hard left. <laughs> um, he, before we go on to his craziness, I do want to uh. point out again that him poking around in this weirdness did lead to some good things. Like he was big on, uh, he emphasized the importance of emotional expression and believed that repressed emotions could lead to physical and psychological illness. Um, he developed a form of psychotherapy known as character analysis, which focuses on the role of the body in understanding and treating psychological issues. So, you know, that's, if you exercise, you feel better, stuff like that. So the things like that, I guess, did benefit the field and uh, science in general. Like acknowledging a connection between uh, physical me- well-being and mental well-being. Like that they're not yes. mutually excu- exclusive ideas. Like that if they're the two good things in harmony make the whole better. Right. Yeah, like the whole go out and touch dirt thing to how that can lead to being happier. I don't know that he you know, championed it or, or was pioneered it or anything like that, but he did have ideas and beliefs and, and emphasize that in his practice. That being said, he also came up with orgone or orgone, I don't know how to pronounce this, orgone energy, um, which is a hypothetical life force that he believed permeated the universe. And he claimed that manipulating this energy could have therapeutic effects. So it's already a little bit Star Wars-y when we're talking <laughs> about a force. On top of that, again, orgone energy. This is supposedly the energy of orgasms. Like that it uh, is an energy that existed in general, but that was experienced during orgasm. So his idea was to try to uh, harness that energy and use it to uh, make the brain better. So when when he says harness the energy, does he mean like the energy's out there and by having an orgasm, you are becoming an antenna for the energy? Or I guess are, that's a, a way to look at it. Or are like channeling it? Is it in you, and by having an orgasm, like a better orgasm, like is it like the better the orgasm, the more energy you have, like coffee? So I'm not sure how he specifically tied it to orgasms i think for him it was more the energy is out there the energy is in you the energy is everywhere and that energy can be harnessed and it really had nothing to do with sex in that regard i i think the sex part was i guess i guess channeling that or feel feeling it or harnessing it or really like promoting the positive and 
removing the negative of that form of energy, but he thought of, a, you know, it was possible to harness non-sexually also, that it's just out there, I guess. Asexual orgasms? Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure orgasming. It's just being in a positive mood, like having a, a, a positive mindset due to this energy. Well, well, Bill, we are on two different wavelengths. and he built something called the orgone accumulator which is a big box Mm -hmm. um which he claimed could uh harness and concentrate this orgone energy this box had uh, multiple layers where it was like the outer layer was wood and then there was alternating organic and inorganic layers inside I think fiberglass, metals, uh, stuff like that. And one of them, the inorganic stuff, could channel the good stuff through and the organic stuff would keep the bad stuff out somehow along those lines. So you could uh, sit in this box and have this energy permeate you and the bad stuff get pushed out. So you just go into the box and hang out into the box, and then, and then you get the the energy. It gets drawn out of the air. That's what he, I guess, claimed when it came to talking about this in court, which we'll get to. Oh. So, <laughs> but it sounds to me like a masturbation box. Let's just call a spade a spade. Here. <laughs> it sounds like you go into this box, you rub one out, and then you feel better. And then you come out and face the day. Which, I mean, again, it's not wrong. Right. It's not <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I gotta but, cheer you up, sure. You know, it, it's like the... <laughs> it, it's like Christianity in churches. It's like, you don't need the box to feel good. <laughs> you had the power in you all along. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop tricking people into going into stuff. <laughs> this guy just wanted to sell his jack-off boxes <laughs> like i came up with this great one my wife doesn't know what i'm doing in there everyone should have one i tell her i'm meditating i come out in a better mood she's happy i'm happy everyone needs an orgone accumulator <laughs> ladies you can get yourself an orgone accumulator hop in there and you know However, it is still the early 20th century, ladies. So, number one, uh, you're not allowed to use it by yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so he, he said sitting inside the accumulator for a period of time could promote physical well-being and emotional health. It could alleviate a range of conditions from general fatigue to more severe psychological issues. But there was... Naturally, a ton of skepticism uh, and criticism from the scientific and medical communities. Um, there was no real evidence or scientific method for the, you know, this jerk-off box. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy made a... Did Faraday boxes exist yet? Did this guy just, like, make a reverse Faraday box? Uh don't think they existed. I don't know. Let me look it up. When was the Faraday box made? 
Okay, so 1800s, yeah. So okay. yes, they existed. So he was like, instead of keeping stuff out, how about we let stuff in, man? <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> What a creep. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, the, the craziest thing about this, like I said, is that this went to court. So the, um, <laughs> there was enough controversy around this in the 1950s that it went to court. There was legal action. The FDA said uh, the orgone accumulator and related materials are fraudulent. And this resulted in a court order to destroy the accumulators and a subsequent, well, we'll get to that. So he wasn't allowed to make them anymore. And the court said any that exist need to be destroyed. <laughs> so again, this is just a box. Like he's saying, no, people just go sit in there and you sit in there for a long period of time and it's supposed to help you out. And even if our people going in the box and, and doing whatever they're doing to uh, accumulate the orgone, however they want to <laughs> call it, um, it, I don't understand why do they all need to be destroyed? What is what is the 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 court's problem with these things existing <laughs> in the first place? Period. Like the FDA was like, these don't help anybody. Wipe them off the face of the earth. <laughs> well, number one, I would love that if this whole thing started with him trying to get the phrase off the ground of he was going to try to pick up women that night and was like. Yeah, you know, why don't you come out later on? We're going to go try to accumulate the orgone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and everyone's like, we have no idea what you're fucking talking about. You keep yeah. saying this all the time. Nobody uses any of those words in that order. What are you and talking about? And it's kind of creepy. That tone of voice just makes it creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to believe that the reason that they destroyed this stuff was that the judge was like, listen, just quit while you're ahead. You're going to lose this case. Stop talking. And he was just like, actually, they're like, all right, we'll hold you in contempt of court and you're going to yeah. have to pay a fine. I don't care. I'll pay whatever fine. This stuff's great. All right. Uh, then you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. And I will spend my life in jail talking about how great these Oregon boxes are. It's like, all right, if you don't stop talking, we're going to break your all your shit. That's the only thing yeah. I have left that can maybe threaten you. And he was like, Everyone's tired of hearing about it. This is 1950. <laughs> we don't say things like this. What happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. You don't have a jack off box in your living room. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but the, the court was like, <clears throat> Destroy them all. Don't make any more. And he was like, Fuck that. I'm making them and I'm selling them. These are great. And then. <laughs> Like, if a court told me you can't do this anymore, like, all right, I'm not doing it anymore. He was like, no, I believe in this. And I'm still putting them out. And they were like, all right, well, now you go to jail. Yo, can it's... you imagine that there was a crack team assembled by the Department of Justice in the 50s that had to go, like, door to door, like, destroying these fucking <laughs> jerk-off boxes? Excuse me, do you have an orgone accumulator? Uh, no. What is that? <laughs> past them. I don't have one. Sounds like the way you would say it if you wanted us to think you didn't have one. Boys, get in there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like someone with an orgone. That sounds like something someone with an orgone accumulator would say. 
they end up finding out it works. They get corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have an internal affairs organization, which just the jokes alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for having to do that. <laughs> I'm just looking up on Amazon right now to see if I can. No. You can search for Oregon Accumulator, but it just gives you weird pyramids. I wanted to see if we could buy one now. <laughs> can you get a Jaguar box on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I don't know. That that whole the whole legality, the whole case around <laughs> it is, is insane to me. That this guy made these things and FDA was like, they don't do anything. You would think that's where it stops. Now he's just making boxes, but that it got so serious that the court was like, destroy them now. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm going to keep selling. Like, why are they both putting their foot down so hard about these boxes? Yeah. Their, um, their heels are both dug in so hard that like, yeah. like what did he do to piss them off? Yeah. Or is there something, is this one of those things that the, they, they don't want us to know about? Like, is this the real thing here? Is that what the billionaires have? They keep all the ore or going for themselves. They don't want to share it. They just, they just have jack off boxes. Yeah. And like, oh man, imagine it's like Wilhelm Reich the sixth. Because in my head, it, he's always been Wilhelm Reich the third. So in, <laughs> okay, so it was three later. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so in the phone book, he 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 shows up as Reich three comma Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so the, his grandkids and his grandkids' children are now making them black market for all the billionaires yeah. and trillionaires of the world. Like that's that's why Elon Musk. I was gonna say looks. I don't know. He doesn't look. He looks like he's melting. Maybe he spends too much time in the Oregon box. Look at this guy's face. Uh, that guy spends uh, about three too many hours a day in the jackoff box, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that is not a common colloquialism. You're going to have to clarify what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so many hours in the jackoff box, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get that trending on Twitter. Elon <laughs> Musk spends too much time in the jackoff box. <laughs> How funny would it be to have uh, Bozo the Clown as the logo, and then underneath it, there's a mirror, and under the mirror, it sa says, this guy's about to jack off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. I don't jack off. <laughs> oh, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I found www.organics.com where there is step-by-step -step instructions. There's an organ accumulator construction packet and a whole bunch of ways that you can make them. I don't know if you could buy these. No, this, this just gives you a walkthrough on how to make them. <laughs> Love it. You can find... You can find instructions on how to make a bomb on the internet. <laughs> you can find instructions on how to make illicit drugs on the internet. You can also find out how to make a jack-off box. <laughs> it seems like a whole bunch of effort with all these different layers. Just lock the door and it'll have the same effect. You'll, you'll feel 
afterwards, if you were a little bit tired, you'd be like, all right, now I got a little energy. Or if you know you were nervous about something, you'd be like, okay, I'm a little more calm. Like, whatever you got to do. <laughs> I feel like by having the box, you're drawing more attention to yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like he's definitely going in there to jack off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only reason. Like, at least if you go into a closet and you get out pretty quick, like, folks are like, all right, well, I don't know what he was doing in there, but it didn't take that yeah. long. Maybe he yeah, was maybe looking he was for a pair of shoes. jacket or... Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he was trying to take a jacket off. Oh, no, right. that's the same. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> Either way, jacket is the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wilhelm, you're... Big uh, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Big Willie style. Uh, this guy also, again, he had a few decent things, but he also did a, a lot of wild shit too. Yeah. So take that with grains of salt. Oh, he had a he had a thing with Einstein also, <laughs> which. Ev- <laughs> All right. So after everything that we've just said, to have the the headline to the next paragraph on this dude be the experiment with Einstein, that gives it a very different vibe. <laughs> yeah. And Einstein was like, "I'm not going in there." <laughs> <laughs> like it. That sounds like <laughs> it sounds like seventies and eighties porn. Experiment, yeah, experiment with Einstein. With <laughs> Just go. It was college. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> Still figuring out who he was, you know. Yeah, he was young Einstein at that point. He <laughs> just made his way from Tasmania. <laughs> oh God damn it! Very nice. <laughs> uh, have you anything else? No, uh, happy holidays to everyone that celebrates holidays. And happy non-holidays to those who don't celebrate any holidays. Yeah. yeah, if you hate holidays, I hope you enjoy yourself doing that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, under the guise of science at gmail.com. Guys, always spelled G-U-I-S-E. Uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. We are on YouTube as well. We are on TikTok. And on Twitter, we are at Science Guys. And listen to Fart Barf. And really appreciate this holiday season with uh, this episode about these three kings. Yeah. <laughs> kings. Kings. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> See you next time, you fuckers.